Hare Krishna, Panchakalpa, Trubyas Chakra, Pasindu, Bheba Chapatitanam, Pavanebhyo, Vaishnavebhyo, Namo Namaha. So we're having some little tef- technical difficulties here. Apparently not our fault entirely. But uh, anyway, so we're ready to continue with uh, chapter, Canto 12, chapter 3 which is the Bhumi Gita, is the title on here. And uh, here we're, we're up to text number 22, 12.3.22. But at first, uh, b- b- uh, we'll go back and give you a little context, and we'll come up to where we are now. But first we'll say, Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya So what's happened is that uh, uh, Shukadev Goswami, uh, this is the framing conversation, talking to Maharaj Prikshit in, in uh, text uh, uh, 14, he says, O mighty Parikshit, I've related to you the narrations of all these great kings who spread their fame throughout the world and then departed. My real purpose was to teach transcendental knowledge and renunciation. Stories of kings lend power and opulence to these narrations, but do not in themselves constitute the ultimate aspect of knowledge. Text 15, he says, the person who desires, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> the person who desires pure devotional service to Lord Krishna should hear the narration, narrations of Lord Uttama Shloka's glorious qualities, constant chanting of which destroys everything inauspicious. The devotee should engage in such listening in regular daily assemblies and also and should also continue his hearing throughout the day. That's a very nice verse. And then the king asks four questions. King Parikshit said, My lord, how can persons living in the age of Kali rid themselves of the cumulative uh, contamination of this age? O great sage, please explain this to me. Uh, Please explain the different ages of universal history, the special qualities of each age, the duration of cosmic maintenance and destruction, and the movement of time, which is the direct representative of the Supreme Soul, the Personality of Godhead, Lord Vishnu. So those are his questions. And so with 18, Shukadeva Goswami uh, says, my dear king, in the beginning, during Satya Yuga, the age of truth, religion is present with all four of its legs intact and is carefully maintained by the people of that age. These four legs of powerful religion are truthfulness, mercy, austerity, and charity. We had some discussion of how sometimes. Uh, Cleanliness is another way of reading that word, according to Vishnath Chakravarti Thakur and others. He goes on, uh, 
The people of Satya Yuga are, for the most part, self-satisfied, merciful, friendly to all, peaceful, sober, and tolerant. They take their pleasure from within, see all things equally, and always endeavor diligently for spiritual uh, affection. Excuse me, spiritual perfection. Then, uh, in Treta Yuga, each leg of religion is gradually reduced by one quarter by the influence of the four pillars of your religion, lying, violence, dissatisfaction, and quarrel. In in the Treta age, people are devoted to ritual performances and severe austerities. They are not excessively violent or very lusty after sensual pleasure. Their interest lies primarily in religiosity, economic development, and regulated sense gratification, and they achieve prosperity by following the prescriptions of the three Vedas. Although in this age, society evolves into four separate classes, O King, most people are Brahmanas. So now we're up to text 22 where they're going to now discuss a couple of verses on Dwarpara Yuga. So we've discussed Treta Yuga, where most people, they say evolved into four separate classes. You probably have to say devolve. (laughs) Anyway. So now here with text 22, uh, uh, we have uh, uh, the verse goes like this. Tapa Satya Daya Danesh Shvardam Rasvati Dwapare Him Satushyamrita Dveshayar Dharmasya Dharmalakshanaihi In Dwarpara Yuga, the religious qualities of austerity, truth, mercy, and charity are reduced to one half by their irreligious counterparts, dissatisfaction, untruth, violence, and enmity. Enmity. Hmm? Uh, so that's uh, that's the list. There's a list: tapas, satya, daya, and and uh, uh, dana. Uh, uh, austerity, truth, mercy, and either charity or cleanliness. Uh, but here they're taking this now as charity in, in the, all the translations here. Ardham, half. You may know that from the example of Arda Kukuchanaya, the example of half a hin, Ardham, half, diminishes by half in Dwarpa. And uh, what reduces them are their uh, adharma lakshana, the qualities, the counterpart qualities of irreligion, and this list is there. Another list of four things: uh, himsa, violence; atushti, dissatisfaction; anritta, untruth; and dvesha, hatred or envy. We sometimes say. Uh, uh, so that's why in Dwapa Yuga, religious qualities of austerity, truth, mercy, and charity are reduced to one half by their irreligious counterparts, dissatisfaction, untruth, 
violence and enmity. There's no uh, purport in the BBT. Vishnu Chakravarti says, the list of adharmas starting with violence is not in the same order as the qualities of religion mentioned in the first line. <laughs> so I think the right correspondence is tapa, austerity, and atushti, uh, dissatisfaction. A kind of restlessness. For, you can't sit still. <laughs> uh, atushti. Uh, uh, and, and then uh, uh, satya, uh, truth, anritta, untruth. Uh, that's good. Daya, himsa, mercy, and violence. And then uh, the last two, daneshu and dvesha, uh, by... Uh, 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 ch- charity and then enmity or enviousness, enmity they say here. So that's the the, the corresponding rise of irreligion. Hmm? I remember Krishna says when he gets too bad he descends. <laughs> when that balance is there. But they, they, they gradually creep in more and more. So here we're in the Dwarpara Yuga. Uh, so now, uh, text number 23. Uh, <clears throat> Yashasvino Mahashila Swadhyaya Yajane Rataha. Did I say that? Swadhyaya Adhyayane Rataha. Adya kutumbino rishta varna shatra tvijotaraha. <clears throat> in the Dwarpara age, people are interested in glory and are very noble. They devote themselves to the study of the Vedas, possess great opulence, support large families, and enjoy life with vigor. Of the four classes, the Kshatriyas and Brahmanas are the most numerous. Now, if you're following this in the um, um, Veda base, there's a Sanskrit error, <laughs> which is uh, uh, this this word uh, Adhyaha endowed with opulence, there's that little uh, the D is a retroflex, adhyaha. In the the word, in the regular, the translation they have adhyaha, but in the word for word, which is the correct one, is adhyaha. When I looked in this, uh, the Bhagavatam, they have the Sanskrit wrong. Uh, uh, um, uh, but uh, yeah, in this edition it's right. But uh, anyway, this this uh, the, oh the, the in the in the excuse me in the Veda base which does have the Sanskrit Devanagari that's wrong, but here in the printed book is correct. Just to be punctilious about it, you know. <laughs> 
So the Veda base, they even have the Devanagari. They obviously probably were looking at the transliterations and then wrote the Devanagari, typed it in, but they got because the transliteration was wrong. So this Adyaha endowed with opulence. So they possess, this is their uh, Yashashvinaha, which is translated here as eager for glory. Now, that's that's like a little... I mean, Yashashvina with Yashas, with it could be beautiful, famous, celebrated, you know, it doesn't have to be like there necessarily, you know, eager for being glorified. Sometimes the translation you think that are interested in glory, but they do want to be respected, you know, and so they, 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 Yashash is one of Krishna's qualities, fame, you know, when you give the list of Krishna's qualities, Yashashashriyaha, one of them is, is, is all fame. Yashash, that's fame. So they're famous. Banu Swami translates it that way. In Dwarpuri age, people are famous and have great qualities. And that's a more, uh, uh, they're, they're famous, yeah. So doesn't necessarily mean that they're the people who are like, you know, famous for being famous, you know, celebrities looking for, you know, how many hits do I get on my website and, you know, all that kind of stuff. It's not like that. Uh, <clears throat> uh, so, so they, they you know, they, 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 they actually want to be worthy of being, of, have good, good repute. You know, for real reasons, not just for your PR team to put out lying propaganda. That's Kali Yuga. Um, uh, and very noble. Uh, they devote themselves to the study of the Vedas. This next word, Swadhyaya and Adhyayane, uh, Swadhyaya and Ajaya both mean study. <laughs> Swadhyaya technically means self-study, and Ajaya is just study. Somehow or other they turn into this compound of both of them. Ab rata, absorbed rataha. They're, they're intent on study. And then there's uh, uh, adya, uh, adya, uh, uh, endowed with opulence. Kuntumbinaha, uh, they, they have uh, big families. It means have, yeah, uh, family. Uh, and Hrista, they're happy. They're joyful. They say, support large families and enjoy life with vigor. Uh, Swami says they just are joyful. And then of these four classes, Shatradvija uh, Uttara, this, this, this Uttara means uh, are the are the greatest number. Uh, so that's that's Dwarpa Yuga, and now we come to our own well-known age, Kali Yuga, twenty-four and twenty-five, two verses describing uh, uh, Kali Yuga. Uh, And 24 goes like this. 
kalau tu dharma padanam turyam show turyam show dharma he to be he edamanai kshiyamano hyante so pivinakshati in the age of kali only one fourth of the religious principles remain. That last remnant will be continuously will continuously be decreased by the ever increasing principles of irreligion and will finally be destroyed. So that's progress in Kali Yuga. It's because they, these, they, they have these two words, uh, e the manai, which are increasing, and she amana, which are decreasing. You know, it's like a like a pan balance. One goes up, the other goes down. You know. Uh, uh, so in the age of Kali, Kali Kalau in in Kali Yuga, uh, the legs of religion Dharma Padanam, Turiya Amsha, one fourth part. Uh, a fourth, one quarter. You could do more, and uh, and uh, there's no BBT purport in Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur when it, that's translated. It says one quarter. So that is Turya Amsha, means one quarter of the legs which cause Dharma remain. Uh, or, uh, and these are destroyed, and that last remnant will be continuously be uh, decreased by ever-increasing principles of these four principles of irreligion, violence, lying, dissatisfaction, and quarrel. They're going to increase. Uh, now, later on in this little discussion, we get a little hope because uh, it's explained here, very interesting, like, just as you have an astrological period and there are sub-periods within that, if you know astrology, they use the example of astrology, there are sub-periods. So even in different ages, there are the sub-periods. So you can have a good time, some, you know, a good sub-period that can be okay for a while. I mean, everything goes to hell again. It's not like a, here it makes it sound like it's, you know, but there, there's little bumps. <laughs> um, That'll be explained later on. So anyway, that's uh, Kali. And then uh, and then he says, Tasmin lubdha durachara nirdaya shukavairinaha durbhaga bhuri tarshash Tarshascha Shudradashotara Prajaha. In the Kali age, people tend to be greedy, ill behaved, and merciless. And they fight one another without good reason. Unfortunate and obsessed with material desires the people of Kali Yuga are almost all Shudras 
and barbarians. <laughs> this is just Tasmat in that age, Lubda, they're greedy. Dur achara, achara means behavior, and sometimes it's the pregnant sense that achara means good behavior, if it's by itself, but here's dur acharya. They act badly. You don't want to know these people. Uh, if you, uh, and nirdaya, without mercy. Daya is mercy, so nirdaya. They're merciless. Uh, and shushka uh, vairinya, uh, prone to useless quarrel. Uh, they, in the word for word, fight one another without a good reason. Uh, uh, the, uh, uh, then they, uh, they, they are durbhaga. Bhaga is fortune or good fortune. And so durbhaga means unfortunate. And uh, buri tarshad, uh, uh, tarsha hankerings, many, many kinds of hankerings, one desire after the other. And of course, because you're impatient, you want to have to have it right now. So therefore, Amazon is there. <laughs> Whole Foods is going to deliver right to you, <laughs> whatever you want, when you want it. And uh, Shudra Dasha Uttara, uh, uh, predominantly, uh, Uttara again, again, most, the mostly people primarily are the Shudra, low-class laborers, they say here in the word-for-word, word, and uh, barbarians for, for Dasha. Um, and Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur says, Shudra Dashotara means the Shudras and fishermen are the most numerous. Because if you look up the word Dasa, that's one of the... One of the Apparently, fishermen don't have a good reputation in the old days. <laughs> uh, the BBT has a purport here, which I will, will read to you. Um, what are we on? Okay. They say, uh, in this age, we can already observe that most people are laborers, clerks, fishermen, as they pick up on the fishermen. <laughs> artisans and other kind of workers within the Shudra category. And remember, by the use of machinery, we can take what was first skilled labor and now you can have unskilled people do it. So you, like a factory, as Prabhupada writes in the Bhagavad factory is another name for hell. Uh, factory short for manufacture, where you can take a complex part, you know, somebody would make a wheel, they would have to be an artisan and really, know. now you can just like have a machine do it and you just like simple repetitive tasks over and over again so you go out of your mind. Uh, so you don't need training anymore, you just basically got to, and you can be a easy to replace you with a machine when they get those machines more sophisticated because you're basically a machine anyway. Enlightened devotees of God and noble political leaders are extremely scarce. And even independent businessmen and farmers, the Vaisha, are a vanishing breed 
as huge business conglomerates increasingly convert them into subservient employees. Since this was going on, it's happened. The industrialization of farms. It used to be, you know, that agriculture was, uh, you know, was a separate thing, family farms and things like that. But now they get bought up by big companies and just even where I live, is a, it's a signs outside of Stuyvesant Falls as a farming community, but it's all done with gigantic machines that are now hired to come in and do everything. Monster machines. They're no longer the families just have the land that they own, but they don't, for the most part, do anything. It's the giant machines that come in and plant and harvest and... Right next door to us, you see these monsters. Uh, <clears throat> Vast regions of the earth are already populated by barbarians and semi-barbarous people. The barbarian is a, is a Greek word originally for those people whose speech sounded like barbar, barbar. <laughs> you couldn't understand them, barbar. Vast regions of the earth are already populated barbarians and semi-barbarous people, making the entire situation dangerous and bleak. The Krishna consciousness movement is empowered to rectify the current dismal state of affairs. It is the only hope for the ghastly age called Kali Yuga. So Prabhupada's hope was to reestablish when he said Varnashram Dharma, and the point of ISKCON, as he told reporters, why, when they asked, why have you come to the West? I've come to give you a brain. And he said, in your civilization, everyone is a Shudra and there are a few Vaishas. That's what he said. And now we haven't seen real Brahmanas. And because what's happened to universities, by the way? Who do they work for, really? They're supposed to be educational institutions, but they're mostly, all their money comes from patented stuff that they're, anyway. Uh, so this is, a, things have developed. I want to read you now uh, Prabhupada's uh, uh, statement. He talked about this in the beginning of Bhagavatam, one one ten. And when I, this is, this is, uh, I have here the original, uh, unedited, you know, that Prabhupada wrote in India. And this is the way I first read Bhagavatam, was in those first three volumes that Prabhupada bought with him. And Bhagavatam 1, 10, uh, yeah, Canto 1, Chapter 1, Text. I want to read you in Prabhupada's original English because it was smoothed out, but you lose his voice, kind of. And they leave some words out that don't really work so well in American English, but... In, so here, here's Prabhupada, uh, uh, 1110, uh, people in this age, prayena alpa ayusha, uh, uh, People are almost shabya, uh, 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 learned men. And Prabhupada calls the public men, uh, so the learned men or the members of the learned society, 
the public men in this iron age of quarrel are almost always meager in the duration of life. Of the members of the learned society, oh, that's the learned men, the way, the f first he says the public men, and then learned, they are not only so, but also very lazy, misguided, unlucky, and above all, they are always disturbed. <laughs> this is how he says. Now his purport here, is this is, the specific qualification of the devotees of the personality of Godhead is that they are always anxious for the improvement of the members of the public. So that's why he's interested in saying public men, you know. They care for others. The devotees are those who care for others. And those who are supposed to care for others, that's what he means by public men. Uh, the Brahmin and the Kshatriyas, their business is to care for others. They don't. Uh, as such, the sages of the Naimisharanya did analyze the state of affairs of the people in this age of Kali. Because that's what you have in the very first part of the Bhagavatam, is this, this uh, what is the best, answering the question, What's, what is the best thing for the good of the people in this age of Kali? How can we alleviate the bad qualities of this age? This is how the Bhagavatam starts. That's its opening question. What can you do? They found it by experience and foresight that the men in this age are of shortened duration of life. Duration of life is shortened not so much for want of sufficient food as it is on account of irregular habits. Regular habits, habits and simple innocent food. Now in the, you know, the, the BBT version that was printed in America, and Prabhupada approved of, that Innocent was removed because nobody, you know, simple innocent food, <laughs> it just sounds weird. But he's meaning to say that it's food that's, you know, not slaughtered, you know, it's not at the cost of other things, or not at least we can say at the cost of the environment. So I like that innocent, <laughs> harmless food, you know, harmless not to the animals, not to the environment, simple. Uh, Innocent food, regular habits and simple innocent food can keep up the standard of health of any common man. And that's why the organic is also innocent. It's not polluted by so many additives and you know, secret ingredients and all that stuff. Overeating, over sense gratification artificial standard of living and depending too much on others mercy kills the very vitality of human energy and thus they become shortened in the duration of life so that those things the whole thing you eat too much too much sense gratification your standard of living is entirely concocted and artificial and then you're at somebody else's mercy all the time in other words, the oligarchs, <laughs> those who really own everything, and it's 
you know, right now a very small percentage of the people of the world own most of the wealth. And it's getting more so. And he goes on, the people of this age are also very lazy, not only in the matter of self-realization, but also in the matter of material prosperity. The human life is specially meant for self-realization, i.e. to say, (laughs) that is to say, to know what we are, to know what we are, what is this world, and what is the supreme truth. So know three things, what we are, what this world is for, and what is the supreme truth. Uh, To know what is matter, to know what is spirit, and what is the controller of both, as it says elsewhere. Matter, spirit, and that's what knowledge is, to know matter, to know spirit, and the controller of both. That's what he means here, what we are, what is this world, and what is the supreme truth. This life is meant for ending the miseries of material existence, of hard struggle for life, and going back to Godhead, which is our eternal home. But on account of bad system of education, they are completely aloof from such self-realizational path, and even they come to know about it, unfortunately they become victims of misguided leaders. They are not only victims of different political creeds and party, but also they are victims of many types of sense gratificatory agencies, such as the cinema shows. Remember, Prabhupada wrote this in India, and it was published in 1962, so probably he was writing this in the 50s such as the cinema shows, sporting, gambling, clubs, libraries, bad association, smoking, drinking, cheating, pilfering, bickerings, and so on, so forth. Their mind is always disturbed and full of anxiety on account of different engagements. In this age, many unscrupulous men manufacture imaginary religious faiths, which he has here in italics originally, without any reference to the standard Vedic literatures of revealed scriptures and persons who are addicted to the above-mentioned different types of sense gratificatory institutions are attracted by such institutions of religious faith. The result is that In the name of religious faith, so many sinful acts are being enacted by the people in general are not in peace of mind nor healthy in constitution. So there's some letters were dropped in the composition here. The brahmachari system of student communities is no longer maintained. Neither the householders do observe the rules and regulation of Grihastra ashram. And as such, the so-called Varnaprasta and the sannyasis who come out of such Grihastha ashrams are also deviated from the rigid path. The whole atmosphere is now surcharged with faithlessness. They are no more interested in the necessities of spiritual values. Matter and material sense gratification is now the standard of civilization. 
and to maintain such material civilization, they have formed into groups of nations, peoples, communities, and there is constant strain of cold and hot war between the different groups of mankind. Of course, that was the big thing, the so-called cold, cold War, when Prabhupada was writing this. It has become very difficult, therefore, to raise the standard of humanity in the present distorted condition of human society. The sages are anxious to get out of the tangle all the fallen souls. They are seeking remedy from Srila Sutta Goswami. So that's his commentary on this, this uh, 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 description of how, because this Bhagavatam, you know, is there. People get light from it in this age. You know, there's a picture of, you know, holding up the Bhagavatam as a torchlight. This is the remedy at the very beginning of his Kali Yuga. It's come in. What shall we do? How will people be saved? No, as as Krishna has gone, what do we do now? He's left and Dharma has been with him. They're asking him this question. What do we do now? No, Krishna has gone down. But like when the sun goes down, the moon rises. So now here's the Bhagavatam. Is for This is how you will now get light in this age of Kala. Bhagavatam is your refuge. And so therefore, you know, Prabhupada brought this all the way to America. And did it himself, and you know it's come pretty far. If you see where he's he started, started out from, but now. So that's that's why in this last canto we are now you know back sort of at the very beginning, of uh, of this uh, Bhagavatam, where that question comes up of what is Bhagavatam uh, far. So now this is, he ends this uh, uh, first uh, uh, description of the four ages in terms of the qualities of the people that uh, he's described Kali Yuga uh, uh, there. And now the next group of uh, texts, 26 through 30, Shukadeva Goswami is going to describe the yugas again in terms of the material modes, uh, how they will will be differentiated. Uh, uh, first, he's described them of the uh, uh, the Dwarpa yuga in terms of the uh, religious qualities of people uh, and their kind of nature of the people. Uh, and which are the most, uh, 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 how, how they gradually decline. So now he's going to talk about the material modes. Do we have time to, to do a little bit of that? Um, one one more text, we didn't get very far. Now this is text 26. So this is uh, uh, th- this next group about the terms of the Eucharist. So th- again, we're starting uh, uh, just by d- describing uh, the modes. So 26 goes, Sattvam rajastama iti drishyante purushe gunaha kala sanchoditaste vai parivartanta atmani. The material modes, 
goodness, passion, and ignorance, whose permutations are observed within a person's mind, are set into motion by the power of time. Uh, 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 so, so it says, so first they're listed, sattva, uh, rajas, tama, and then iti, thus iti, sort of functions in, in, in Sanskrit to put what's bef- ahead of it in quotation marks, these three, you know? Like if you're quoting somebody, you'll use iti at the end of what he says. There's no beginning quotation marks, so you got to figure it out sometimes. But So these three, these three, this set of three, are seen in a person. Uh, so you can, and, and so they say here, uh, 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 observe within atmani and within the one that one's. You remember the word atma self, depending on context, can be the spiritual self, the mind, the body. You know, depending on what it is, because just like the English word self, it can be a context different, different things. So you 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 can see yourself how they work. If you, you have a, a chart of knowing how they are and can identify the three modes, you can, lo- you can notice uh, what they are. Uh, 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 so those three, uh, these three, they're seen, uh, these modes are seen in a person's mind. And it also says, wh- how do they move what, what what makes them change and, and one comes and another comes up and down and one's prominent, the other's prominent. Krishna discusses this in the Bhagavad Gita at some length. Uh, they are set into motion by the powers of time. Uh, Kala Sanchodita, impelled by time. And then they undergo these modes. Banuswami translate this a little differently. All the material modes, goodness, passion, and ignorance, are observed within a single person, mm. though he may be prominently of one mode. So that's that's wants to say, even though you may be prominently in the mode of goodness, there's going to be some passion, some days, or some times, or some occasions, and some ignorance. I mean, you go to sleep, and you know, whatever, uh, and they move. On their, uh, sometimes on their own. You don't know why, but suddenly something happens. Uh, and they are set into motion, he says, Banu Swami, following the purport of Vishnu Chakravarti in the Antakarana. That's a very interesting word, Antakarana. Uh, 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 the, the, that's one way of saying, it doesn't occur a few times in the Bhagavatam, Antakaranaha. Uh, a karana with a long age is a cause, but the karana with a short a uh, just means event, <laughs> something that happens. So anta, the internal organ. Uh, the the Sanskrit dictionary says anta karanaha means the internal organ, the seat of thought and feeling, the mind, the thinking faculty, the heart, the conscience, the soul. Anta karana. The inner person, uh, by the power observed within a single person, but, uh, 
So this is Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur's word and his commentaries, this Antakarana, uh, by the power of, uh, of time. And in the Bhagavatam, uh, in the sixth canto, Prabhupada, in the word for word for Antakarnaha, says the core of whose heart. He calls it the core of the heart. Now, this is the Antakarnaha. Uh, I'll read the, uh, the, the BBT purport here. Um, for uh, for uh, 26. Um, they say, the four ages described in these verses are manifestations of various modes of material nature. The age of truth manifests in the predominance of material goodness, and Kali Yuga manifests in the predominance of ignorance. According to Srila Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur, within each age, the other three ages occasionally manifest as sub-ages. Thus, even within such a yuga, a demon in the mode of ignorance may appear, and within the age of Kali, the highest religious principles may flourish for some time. As described in Srimad Bhagavatam, the three modes of nature are present everywhere and in everything, but the predominating mode or combination of modes determines the general character of any material phenomena. In each age, therefore, the three modes are present in various proportions. The particular age representing by goodness, satya, passion, treta, passion and ignorance, dwarpara, or ignorance, kali, exists within each of the other ages as sub-factor. So this is so this uh, alluding here to Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur. See, he's thinking Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur. The reason they don't follow him exactly uh, on this one is because uh, because uh, he thinks you know something about astrology, <laughs> Vedic astrology, with the periods and the uh, subperiods. Uh, um, because he says his commentary is just as planets like the sun have major periods dasha uh, so you, you, you do have in your astrological chart these major periods that you go through within that period there are minor periods antar dasha of other planets. So in any particular yuga, the quality of all four yugas periodically manifest. So that's that's the illustration. These, If you know Vedic astronomy, they'll tell you because of when you're birth, what is your major periods, depending on which planet is there when you're born. You go through these periods. Uh, and then there's sub-periods. Thus, even in Kali Yuga, from time to time, there is not a decrease in dharma. Ah, okay, that's good to know. <laughs> Maybe we're in a good little sub-period right now. <laughs> this is seen in a single person as well. That's what this andakarana is. Within yourself, you can see you're going through your, in your major period, but there's a sub-period. And a good astrologer, you know, you're going to have a hard time in the next, uh, next uh, year and a half because you're in your such and such sub-period, you know. Uh, 
This is seen in a single person as well within the antakarana, atmani, of a single person. All the modes come and go periodically. So that's, that's the other thing. If you do have a good astrologer, a Vedic astrologer, I mean, Vedic, you know, Western astrology, they like to tell you about your personality and stuff, but Vedic astrology really predicts stuff. And it's, it's uh, scarily accurate sometimes, you know. Uh, but, but, and they can tell you, yeah, you, this, you're going to have trouble now because of, because of these things. And sometimes they can tell you it might be money or it might be friends or it might be uh, forces beyond your control. You know, you can, you can, you can see these things. So that's, that's why Vishnu Chakravarti, what he's really talking about and they don't uh, mention this in the Bhagavatam because I guess they don't assume that the the reader uh, knows Vedic this dasha uh, uh, subperiods of a, in astronomy. Okay, as Vedic astrology. So we'll stop there. I don't know who's present now. I guess we're not on Mayapur TV this time, but uh, technical failure. So we'll start next time with uh, 27 and uh, keep on going from there, uh, describing the yugas in terms of various modes. And we get a little more talk about such yuga and can continue. Any questions or comments? Just a quick comment. Uh, I, I, um, I was thinking about when Prabhupada was writing about the state of Kali Yuga. And, mm -hmm. you know, it was pretty <laughs> um, dire there. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, it's, it's just remarkable that he didn't... Like the temptation would be to slip into despair, right, in mm -hmm. that case. And I mean, like, I, you know, you think trying to save a marriage you can easily slip into despair or like just trying to you know my work situation or what to speak of like you know mm -hmm. like a disadjustment to all of society not just a country or state but like the world and it's just remarkable that how you can you know he, he can be writing this and thinking this and Radha Damodar, where he was you know in India and then yeah. and then thinking like I'm going to take this on myself at like no, yeah, well, was. he was going to see, yeah, it's, it's very remarkable that, that, that Prabhupada was writing these books. Uh, you know, I mean, he had seen Bhaktisiddhanta's institution fall apart. They had sent people to, the, uh, to, to London. Uh, they went in 1933, and among other things, uh, you know, he had to stop everything for World War II. Talk about that. And Prabhupada had been through that. He had seen, you know, it wasn't that India was out of the war. I mean, there was, uh, there was uh, uh, Indian fighters were fighting on behalf of the British in the, in the, in the, in the British Army. And also uh, the, the Japanese were recruiting. Uh, Subhas Chandra Bose had made this arrangement for uh, the British, the Japanese who had captured, captured, captured Indians in the British Army units 
to give them to him to fight on the side of the Japanese. I mean, there was it was really hairy because, because you know, it wasn't that all the Indians were really super enthusiastic about the cause of England. You know, their experience of England was very different from what we think of as an arsenal of democracy and freedom. You weren't that way if it was colonial people, and you were basically having your wealth taken away from you. Uh, that's what it was like. So Prabhupada saw all that. Calcutta was actually bombed uh, during the war. He had seen that. Uh, he had seen a hot war, and then the, you know, the Cold War was uh, taking place with the nuclear power and all that other stuff. All, all that was all that was happening. And anyway, he he had the order of his spiritual master. And he said, "Let me do it and see what happens." He was told to write in English. It was his last and first instruction, since you know English. And so, you know, when, when they sent people to London, the book they had was very nicely done because they had the whole institution's resources invested in it. There wasn't a typo in the book that they brought with them to, 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 to England. But, uh, but Prabhupada, you know, did it all by himself. And somehow or other, he was the one that, that came. And the people that he met were not the kind of people you were looking for exactly. You know, you were thinking it's going to be the high class mode of goodness type. And they were, you know, hippies and all that kind of stuff. But somehow or other, it worked out. And then, you know, this ending up spreading to England uh, and then uh, to India. The same people, some of the same people that you know, got the got the thing going in San Francisco, with the mantra rock dance and the temple there after New York, and then those same people were sent to England, and those same people went to India. You know, and then Prabhupada brought it back, uh, uh, back to India, uh, and it became a, a, a worldwide uh, movement, uh, and. Uh, there's a lots of paper words. It's 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 still spreading. So that's that's a, a you know something to alleviate the condition of Kali Yuga. This this Bhagavatam has arisen. So we're in that place too. You know there there is uh, in this Kali Yuga. This is a special one. It's the one in that one in a day of Brahma that Lord Chaitanya Krishna comes once in a day of Brahma. And he's followed by Lord Chaitanya. Uh, Krishna comes at the end of the Dwarpa Yuga, and so now here is uh, here is Lord Chaitanya to make this available. That's 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 why this is a little different. That's what's going to change the, you know, n now that we know, uh, for example, uh, that our regulative principles are actual principles of knowledge. He can present a science of Krishna consciousness. He doesn't have to say, yeah, you got science, but we have religion. Uh, we, you have knowledge, we have belief. No, this is the science of Krishna consciousness. And he wanted it to be known as, as a science. I've come to give you a brain. It's meant, meant for the, 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 the re-spiritualization, Bhagavatam, a presentation meant for the re-spiritualization of the entire human society. So that, you know, there'll be good times and bad times, ups and downs, different things. But 
And remember, for, for a while it was down to just a few people, almost, Lord Chaitanya's movement. I mean, Bhaktivinoda Thakur had the vision of a world religion, looked like it had disappeared, came back up again. So, uh, th this is, this is the, the, the uh, exception uh, that's, th that's going on. And uh, and Prabhupada said that that that, you know, that that this will be a golden age of, of of Krishna consciousness in the Kali Yuga. That's given. He said, "Now, if you take it up, do it yourself, you'll get the credit." In other words, it will happen. If we don't do it, it will happen anyway. Somebody else will. Because you have a, a, a bit of freedom. And I'll just tell one, one little story, you know, that, that when, at one point, it, it, when we were going to Mayapur, the festival, Prabhupada said, he predicted an atomic war. Uh, that would begin, there would be an, uh, an atomic warfare between the United States and Russia, but it'll begin between India and Pakistan. The Cold War arrangement was that Pakistan was America's ally and India was the Soviet Union's ally. All their material, all of India's uh, war equipment was given by Russia. And we, Pakistan, still to the other day, were mixed up with Pakistan. Because of, because of these Cold War arrangements. It has to do with borders and Pakistan's border on, on, on China and so on. But that was the arrangement. And so he said it would start there and there would be a nuclear war. Uh, Prabhupada predicted that. And, and he told us, what do we do about it? Nothing, just chant Hare Krishna, go on, do your thing. But some devotees started, you know, building bomb shelters and all this other stuff. It was some excitement like that. Although Prabhupada said not to do anything about it. And he had predicted it. Uh, it didn't happen. And so the next year, you know, when it didn't take place, uh, or the year after that, I forgot how soon I... I, I asked uh, uh, Rupanuga, who is my, my GBC, I was a temple president, well, uh, did, could you, what, what happened to this prediction of this world war? It didn't happen. And, uh, and he, uh, he said, I'll ask Prabhupada. And he came back to me and he said, I asked Prabhupada, why didn't it happen? And Prabhupada had predicted it. And Prabhupada said, Krishna changed his mind which is a, a far-out idea. Could God change his mind? Yeah, he's all-powerful. But that, what that means to that extent that God can change his mind, that the future is got a little objectively fuzzy. You can do it and take the credit if you don't, somebody else will. He told us like that. You know, Water runs downhill. Whether it goes to the right or the left is going to, you know, maybe it'll go this way or maybe it'll go that way, depending on if there's a rock in the way or where the gullies are. But it will go downhill. So this, 
it was inevitable that there will be this golden age of Krishna consciousness. So anyway, that's what he said, Krishna changed his mind. And I didn't know why Krishna changed his mind. Uh, I have some speculation about why he changed his mind, because, because later on, you know, the Soviet Union collapsed. Uh, it was over. And for the first time to Mayapur, we had uh, devotees from the Soviet Union. And I happened to meet some. And these devotees told me that they were working on a collective, because, because you know, Prabhupada had gone to, to the Moscow Book Fair uh, because his books were being shown there. He'd gotten permission to go. Uh, he made one person a devotee, uh, and our movement spread through the Soviet Union, even though it was very difficult and underground, and devotees were being put in mental hospitals, and, but the Russian devotees were tough as nails, and somehow or other, they managed to keep, you know, copying Baba, Prabhupada's books out by hand, translating them, and so on. So there we did have Soviet devotees. And they, when Mayapur was, you could come there, they came. It was in all the Bengali newspapers. Bengal at the time had a communist government, so they were really welcoming them they were like crazy. And, uh, and so those devotees came, and I happened to talk to some of them. And they told me, and I was curious to know what they were, were doing, and they told me that that they, what they used to do was they worked on a, a collective farm in uh, what was Soviet Georgia. That time was part of the Soviet Union. I think it's now semi-autonomous or something. But, and there was southern part and there was a, it was a huge collective farm. It was mostly trees, or, orchards there. And they told me that they just, you know, they, they could be off alone in the woods and, and the trees and everything like that. And, and they said that they always knew when the Politburo, the steering committee of the Communist Party, was meeting in Moscow because they would get special orders. Because the fresh fruit at that time in Russia, the only people that could really get it were well-connected people. They had special stores for high-level Communist Party members that they didn't shop with everybody else. There was a class system there, in spite of all their efforts to eliminate it. Uh, and so they had these special stores. And there was this, that's who the, their customers for their fresh fruit. Otherwise, you couldn't get it in Russia. So they knew when there was a meeting of the Politburo because they get a special order. So the, the steering committee of the Communist Party was meeting. They get these special orders. And so they go out and they pick all this fruit, you know, that you normally not get oranges, grapefruit, whatever, you know, that, that was hard to find in Russia. And they'd pack it up really specially nice. They'd take it to a obscure part of the orchard and they'd offer it to Krishna and have a kirtan and then send it off. So the whole Politburo was getting Krishna Prasadam. And these devotees were so sincere, I thought, you know, Krishna must have really liked it. 
And so I thought maybe that's what happened, that Krishna changed his mind and we didn't have World War III because the Politburo got prasada. This is, I don't know for sure, but that's what was happening. These are little causes. They don't look big, but you know they are doing things in ways that are hidden causes that you wouldn't see happening. And that's the way things go. You may not know it. Can be just one person or one devotee. You can have a big effect. So that's how we are in a particularly Lord Chaitanya's period. And how long will it take? Probably you do it in, you know, it may, if we don't, it may take another 100 years or two. I don't know. But uh, uh, there is some freedom. And the more uh, we follow two things, we do everything to become Krishna conscious ourselves and we give it to others as much as we can it can make a difference. And you don't know where that difference will be or how that difference will, will take place. But you should try. Just take wherever we are and do what we can to increase on these two levels, our own Krishna conscious and the Krishna consciousness of those within whom we are in contact. Anything else? Okay. Uh, Ramananda Prabhu, he asks, he, he says, I always thought the population of the world as far as Varnas resembled a pyramid structure. For example, for every 1,000 Shudras, there'd be 100 Vaishyas, 10 Kshatriyas, and one Brahmana. From this section of the Bhagavatam, it sounds like there were more Brahmanas and Kshatriyas in previous ages. Can you comment? Yeah, that's what it says. Yeah, Exactly. That's that's that, that's that's uh, that's what it says. In previous ages, living was easier too. You know, climate was nicer, food was growing on the trees. Uh, you could live outdoors practically. You know, the, you know all those things. You didn't need so many things like that. So practically, everybody was a brahmana. Nice weather in such yuga. Well, I guess it would also be a reflection of the modes, right? Because the yeah. previous ages, there'd be more the mode of goodness. Uh-huh. Uh, Maharidi Prabhuhi has two questions. There might be a little overlap, so I'll ask both of them at the same time. He says, it looks like the Bhagavatam emphasizes doing work that is useful to others. Does it mean that in terms of vocation, some jobs are better for devotees than others? So that's the first one about jobs. Second one, what is the desired relationship between the devotees and the society? Should it be a part, dissociated, integrated, or host parasite? (laughs) (laughs) It depends on what your job is and where you live, I I suppose, uh, now. Ultimately, the devotees are supposed to be the brains of society. Uh, that's what, what what he wanted us to do, uh, uh, and but but uh, also uh, there 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 it's possible. Uh, uh, it might be possible in certain professions or occupations to be able to actually do something in Krishna conscious. These big guys in the orchard could could do their thing, and so sometimes. You know, I mean, one thing to do, of course, whatever you do to make money, you can just use that money in Krishna's service. That's one thing. But also sometimes the job you can do can be used to to uh, uh, 
to help other people in their spiritual life. Uh, 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 and uh, uh, there's, there's just a, a, yeah, I mean, most diseases are caused by bad habits. <laughs> you know, I mean, you do a lot for people. If you get people to, if you're a physician, you get people to stop smoking. If you get people to stop eating meat, you know, all these things are ways to do things that are just for health. And the mode of, mode of goodness really helps your health. And people are uh, you know, getting sick a lot of times, most of the times, because of just really bad habits. Uh, uh, and uh, that's, you know, you, you can change that. So you have to find out what you can do in your own particular. And I, I, in that way, if you're always trying to, to use your situation in the world for your own Krishna conscious and that of other people, I think Krishna will show you avenues of what to do. Uh, uh, and and you, you, you can... First of all, help other devotees become advanced in their own Krishna conscious, and they can go out and do other things to, to other people if you have uh, interf uh, regular interface with people who aren't devotees. Uh, that that will, 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 will help them at least make some movement to reduce the modes of passion and the modes of ignorance. And it's usually, I mean, for us, it's like basically our standard of advancement is the standard of the mode of passion. The result of the mode of passion is suffering. And then when they suffer, people go to the mode of ignorance. You have an opioid epidemic right now. That, that, that's an example of an iatrogenetic disease caused by doctors. Iatros is the German, is the Greek word for physician. And the whole opioid epidemic now in America was started by medical companies peddling to sell more <laughs> drugs. So they had you know, finally made fentanyl, which is a kind of artificial opioid that, that turns out to be super powerful and really helps with the death rate, among other things, you know. So don't, uh, first of all, do no harm, right? <laughs> I don't know if that answers the question, but anyway. I had uh, three questions. The first one's really simple and maybe even not very intelligent, but um, we hear of Kali Yuga and we know that she's also a personality Dorga, but is there a personality Treta, Dwarpa, and Satya? That I don't know. There are Kali personified shows up, but... But I haven't heard about it, so I wouldn't know. Um, the second one was just about trust and the word truth. Um, I'm wondering, I, I've, in my own mind, have connected trust with the word truth, whether it's um, the absolute I, truth. I don't think it's etymologically <laughs> related, but no. go ahead. This idea of... Um, when you were speaking about where you're coming from, I was thinking about this, that trust, if it's, if it's, 
if you're born trusting and seeing truth, mm-hmm. and then depending on what's happened to you in your life, you have a different disposition. Mm-hmm. And then also the people on the, on the recipient have a different disposition. So I was just wondering if the absolute, if the truth, absolute truth resided in any of that, the trust... Well, you know, uh, trust is a kind of a faith. Uh, 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 truth can err, and faith can be misplaced. And uh, the agency for the correct placement of faith or trust is buddhi, intelligence. What do you put your ultimate trust in? Uh, uh, all processes of knowledge start somewhere, and it starts with the idea of trust. If you're going to learn something, you go to a school and you trust the teacher knows what they're doing. You trust that scientists have learned something. You trust, you know, you get in a car, you trust the maker of the car. You, you trust, you know, you have so much faith in different things. I mean, you can't live without it. If you're going to mistrust everything, you know, you're going to just be walled off in a nutshell and not be able to get out. You know, you can't go anywhere. So everything there, 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 there you can't live without some amount of trust. But, uh, but, uh, and, and, and that agent for the placement of, 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 of trust or faith, that's what we call buddhi. And Krishna consciousness is called buddhi yoga. I dadami buddhi, I give them the buddhi yoga. So one good thing about Krishna consciousness, this idea of buddhi, you don't find. I don't find any, almost anywhere in any possible uh, Western epistemologies, theories of knowledge. They leave that out. But you know, it depends on what you're interested in and what you want, and uh, and. Then, if we say to you, okay, look, here's a way of looking at the world, the three modes of nature. Now, they're there, but you never noticed them before. How do you start to notice? Somebody say, well, this is the mode of goodness, this is the mode of passion, this is the mode of ignorance. You can see it out there, and you can see it inside. And the antakarana, you can see it in yourself. Now, try to start changing the modes. Try to act in such a way that the mode of goodness increases and passion and ignorance decreases. Now, it's going to be hard. You have to think there's a reward of something happening, you know. I mean, for us, I say, well, we have this method. If you chant the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra and you do it diligently and you try to pay attention, you'll find the first result of chanting should be that you see the modes of passion and the modes of ignorance decrease. So you start a little bit and it happens. You see it because we know how to identify what is passion and what is ignorance. And suddenly you can start to control your senses. You used to smoke cigarettes all the time. You couldn't do without them. And when you tried to quit, you could never work. But now I started chanting Hare Krishna and I can give them up. I've got willpower I didn't know I had before because chanting and, you know, so you start to do other things that 
increase, and then you find out being with certain people, you're not going to like being with them anymore. So that you know, so you try it, you see what happens, and then the mode of goodness starts to, you know, passion lingers, goes down, uh, uh, your your association changes, the kind of what you eat, what you read, what you how you sleep, uh, everything starts to, to change. And, and even that's good, you know, but that, 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 but that mode of goodness is kind of then becomes the next platform for Vishuddha Sattva, pure goodness. You can go from there. And, and, and what, what people don't understand is that these Regular the principles of Krishna consciousness are not just to be squat as moral principles. They are principles of knowledge. They make it possible for one to have spiritual experience. For you to know yourself is not the body, that that becomes obvious. And to know yourself is not the mind, which is even better news. They're not the gross body, not the subtle body. And you can start to... To, to have th- some direct spiritual experience. Pratyaksha avagamama, give you pratyaksha, direct experience of the self. So you can see it. And, but you're not going to do it unless somebody's going to tell you about it and encourage you and help you make some difficult choices sometimes because sometimes you just have to take somebody you like and say, I really can't hang out with you anymore because... <laughs> You know, every time, anyway, whatever it may be, this is, but if we take, and and my experience is that we do everything we can in our situation that we're in, and Krishna will change our situation. You'll see the unseen hand of the Supreme make a move, which increases your confidence in, in this path, because... While we want to make spiritual advancement, who wants it even more than we do is Krishna. And so he'll do something. But we gotta gotta show him you're interested, you know. <laughs> if you, if your prayer to Krishna is stay away, you know, okay. <laughs> I'm situated in everyone's heart. Matasmitar ganam apohanam cha, for me becomes remembrance, knowledge, and apohanam, forgetfulness, but it re- the literal meaning is shoving away, pushing away. Well, but Krishna says this, you know, I'm dwelling in their hearts and I destroy with the shining lamp of knowledge the darkness born of ignorance. He says this. So that darkness goes away. You can see it. But you got to do the experiment, you know. If you won't look through, like the Pope is not supposed to look through a telescope, if you won't look through the telescope, you know, if you don't want to see it, then you, you, know, won't, you won't see it. I like being blind. One thing I can't give up is eating pickled pig's feet. <laughs> the ultimate mode of ignorance food, right? <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> okay.
just a comment that Jivan actually picked up on uh, is the age of Kali and the goddess Kali are two different spellings. So oh, Kali is different from long the, the, A and long I for Kali. Well, you mean the personality of Kali, Kali that, yeah. that that they encountered walking around? Oh, oh that's a different. Like Durga Ma, it's not yeah. Kali There are two different words, Kali and Kali. So Kali is the yuga and the personality Kali, short with a short A, and then Kali. Goddess the goddess, Kali, long, the uh, destructive the force goddess. of material With a nature. With long eye, also Kali. Oh, in a long eye. Yeah, yeah Kali. Happens to ap- appear in Kali Yuga. No, she's no, no. always there. She's always, always around. around. Kali <laughs> is one <laughs> aspect of Durga. Yeah, no, I know. I'm Kali. understanding that oh, now, okay. but <laughs> so there's no relation. No, no, no. Okay. no. Anything else? Okay, so we will see you who can ever get through by the technology <laughs> uh, next week. Did I mark off where we are again? Uh, text 27, we'll, we'll continue right there. Thank you very much. Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai, Srimad Bhagavatam Ki Jai.